glad you're joining us today for RC Teacher Talk, a podcast focused on amplifying the educator's superpowers in Royce City ISD. Listen as Angela Arledge and Lisa Pogue chat with teachers. Welcome back to RC Teacher Talk. My name is Angela Arledge and I'm here with my wonderful co-host Lisa Pogue. And guys, we are starting off this new season of RC Teacher Talk with a lot of new in our fast growing district. We've got new students, new staff, new teams, new classrooms, um, new people in our community. And with all of the new, one of the things that we really have to focus on is team building and making sure that everybody feels part of the team no matter who they are and so our guest today is now a new part of our team and we are so happy to have her and thought it would be great to talk to you guys a little bit today about team building yes Angela I am so excited that I have a co-coaching partner in crime so now we're a trio of trouble that we can cause on the RCHS campus. Um, So my co-worker is Tracy Nishamkin, and she comes to us from Wiley, and she has a wealth of knowledge in math and science and just good pedagogy, and she's fit right in with our team. So um, we're going to talk today about what makes a good team. So when we use the words teams, teams can look differently no matter what the situation may be. It may be the team that you work with as coworkers. It may be the team that you build in your classroom. Um, however, that looks an athletic team. Um, and today I'm going to talk to you a little bit about team building within, um, how I run my classroom with Chrome squad. So over the summer, we get together for a summer training and during that summer training, A huge focus of that time is on team building because they work so closely together in the C4L lounge and we have to um, build trust within each other um, and get to know one another in order for what we do to function and work like it does. So, um, we started every day and I did something a little bit different this year. And let me tell you, it, it went perfectly. So instead of me being in charge of creating the games, I assigned the team leads this year, uh, during summer training to come up with the games. And I feel like they were just so much more invested in it. Um, and they came up with some really good ideas that I have never really even thought of. Um, so we started off, you say games, Angela, um, just to clarify for our audience, do you mean like the games to help the new team members trust each other and know each other? Is that, yeah. So we start off every day of training with like some type of get to know you game. So, um, I think one of our favorite ones, uh, we split up into three different teams and one team stood on one side of the hallway and the other team stood on the other. And then the third team laid down in the middle of the floor, like zombies (laughs) (laughs) and the, and one team had to guide them. They had, they had to close their eyes and the other team had to guide them using their words, across the zombie path. So, um, you know, just uh, that's something that I never have thought of. And they just came up with some really great ideas. And it was fun to hear them, you know, and seeing like even their frustrations and how they worked through that and getting to know each other more as a team. Um, And so it was really, really fun to see. And have you has that like, 
Have you noticed a difference in how that transitioned into when school started? Because y'all were super busy from even before school started with Chromebook rollout. Yes, absolutely. And one of the things that's unique about our organization is every class period has different levels of students in there. So you might have a first year Chrome Squad member mixed with three third year Chrome Squad members. Um, and so the repeating members that are coming back again, they've already built that foundation. And so they are already comfortable with each other. But by us doing those things during summer training, it helps break down those walls and those barriers for those new students to come in and feel comfortable to be able to ask questions. Because let me just tell you, if you don't ask questions, you're not going to survive in there because there's constantly things changing and so many new things coming at you. So I definitely think by us building that relationship over the summer, them coming into that class period, they weren't as intimidated to ask those questions and, and really get some feedback from those members as well as me. Um, because it, it just helps for, uh, me to build my relationships with the students as well. So of course I joined in on the games. Of course you did. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I did. Um, And so I think it's important for every teacher to make sure that they focus on that and treat their classroom as like a team, um, because they are a team. They spend a lot of time together. Um, and so just building those relationships, building, uh, that team collaboration in the classroom and just making everybody feel comfortable in the environment. So, uh, our team, when we added tracing, it just really was easy. Talk to us a little bit about like how that transition was. So tracing, what do you think made your jump into our team easy for you or difficult if we made it hard for you? (laughs) No, y'all made it easy for sure. I think Angela really hit on something about being open to new ideas and new thoughts and being present because what I was hearing is as she was building a team with her students that she was listening to their ideas. And when you're listening, you have to be present. And one of those things to me is, is really focusing on who's talking to you and really listening and being open to new ideas. And I think that was probably the biggest thing when I reflect back, because I don't understand how it all gelled and all worked, (laughs) but it definitely works. Um, But thinking back to the first meeting we had together and just sitting at a table and brainstorming ideas for back to back to school for teachers and how we could engage the teachers and being open for me as well as them to new ideas and thoughts. I think that's probably made me feel like a part of the team right away. That was super helpful for me and made me feel trusted and that my opinions were valued. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I got to tell y'all a funny story really quick. So the first time I ever met, met Tracine at the end of last year uh, was um, I, w- I was sitting at my desk and uh, Lisa came out and she said, hey, the the new math coach that we're hoping to hire is going to come over and tour. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know, you, you'll get to meet her and stuff. All right, awesome. So in walks Tracine and I am not even joking with you guys. <laughs> Lisa and Tracine were matched identically. Like (laughs) it would not even surprise me if they called each other and planned out their outfits all the way from the black dress with the jean jacket and the white tennis shoes that they wore. They literally looked identical. And I guess at that point we just knew it was meant to be. (laughs) Yeah. And at that, we didn't definitely didn't call each other because at that time we didn't even have each other's phone numbers. Um, But I was sitting behind the desk, so she didn't even realize that we were dressed head to toe the same. (laughs) 
<laughs> was great. Yeah. So whenever people would ask me, so what do you think about, you know, having a new team member? I'm like, well, y'all look. And then it was funny. They're like, oh no, there's going to be two of you. <laughs> so, um, I, I think that that value and trust is super important. And so it's really important when we get new teachers on our teams and, goodness, this year we have a lot of new teachers. Mm -hmm. And so, and I know that's everywhere, you know, there's just, you know, turnover and people unfortunately leaving, but, and so I think it's even more important that we really try to build teams and make people feel like they're part of it and valued. And some of the ways that you can do that is, you know, asking them what, you know, what do you have to bring to the team? What do you have to offer? What are your strengths? You know, what's worked for you? And I think that's really important to make them feel valued and a part of the team and that you care about them. Um, I also think it's important to, you know, let people know that what might not be a strength for you, you know, like I admitted to tracing the other day, I'm like, I really overanalyze things. I know I do. And if I am, just tell me to stop, you know, like, and, you know, just say you're overanalyzing. And I know that's something, you know, that I do, or, you know, sometimes I, you know, like things in order in a certain way. And so I'm, I've, with this job, I've learned to be more flexible, but I don't mind if people call me out on that, but I think it's important if we're, you know, know what each other's strengths and weaknesses are, um, even finding like what people like or dislike, you, you know, as far as not even with work necessarily, mm -hmm. but you, you know, like I asked Tracine, you know, what kind of scents she liked <laughs> <laughs> and she had a, she was, had a pretty good opinion. It was a good thing that I asked and she said, thank you. Cause so tell them what's a scent that you don't like. I do not like maple. The <laughs> smell of maple syrup makes me sick. <laughs> That's some <laughs> funny stories on that. Yeah. <laughs> and we share an office and it's not real big. And so, you know, we like it to smell good, but I wanted to be sure that I didn't do anything that was, you know, that she wouldn't like, because I also have things that I like and who would know? We kind of like the same thing. So <laughs> that worked out. Well, and I'm glad you brought that up too, because one of the things that I admire with, um, the way that y'all coach is you, you get to know your teachers on a little bit deeper level with things like that. So for instance, at the beginning, when you, when you're really trying to dive in deeper and get to know them, um, you ask them, Hey, what's your favorite snack? What's your favorite drinks? Tell me about your family. So it's not just about like, Hey, what educational experience, do you have or whatever, you know? So I, I like that. I think that's important. Yeah. It, it really makes a big difference when you ask someone about their personal life, yeah. you know, how things are going, what they like, or how was your kid? And even sometimes I have to take notes to remember what to ask people. <laughs> yes. Um, but PLCs, which for those of you, I mean, I think mostly educators listen to us, but if any community get members are listening, that's our professional learning communities where the teams work together. And so, um, we're going to see tracing. What do you think are some good things that teachers need to do to be sure that they have a good, strong PLC so they can work together for what's best for students? So aside from what we've already talked about with team building, that's obviously very important. Um, but to make the best use of that time that we're having our PLC meetings, I think an agenda is probably one of the most important things. It helps keep everyone on task to know what's what's else needs to be taken care of or um, some other ideas or thoughts that need to be added to the agenda. So an open agenda is important. I also think it's important to have someone taking notes on the agenda because a lot of times I may be asked to do something and I might forget about that. So if I have an action item on the agenda with my name beside it, I know that I need to take care of that portion. And I think it just makes it the most productive time because teachers 
are incredibly busy, and I get emotional when I talk about those things, but teachers are just incredibly busy, and we need to make the best use of our time so that we can move on and get the next things done. So Yes, because I, I, I really like that you said that because I think it's very frustrating when we sit in a meeting with a lot of people and we're not getting anything done, but we, and then we're like, I could have been, you yes. know, making copies, posting things to Google Classroom, designing my next lesson or, you know, those mm-hmm. kind of things. Um, Angela, I know you guys have staff meetings. Do you usually have an agenda? Well, and I wanted to add on to that really quickly too. Um, one of the things that I have found to be very useful too is like to have a running agenda. So yes. like have all the agendas in one place so that way you're not having to go and look everywhere for them. So I think that that's also really important. Absolutely. And putting the newest date at the top. Yes. Yes. Like yes. Exactly where to go. Yes. Absolutely. I, yeah. That was something that, um, Cody Hope started doing, you yeah. know, it would always, so you knew that most current thing was at the, at the top and adding on at the top. And so you're not having to scroll Switch. down and down and yes. down yeah. for the next thing. Yeah. Um, I think is really good. Yeah. So we, we do have staff meetings with, within Chrome squad and, um, we just finished a big rollout at the high school during the school day. And we don't typically have our meetings until Tuesday, but I was like, Oh my gosh, like we've got to get information out. So, uh, we called it like an emergency staff meeting and everybody came in during power hour and we met, but emergency. emergency. (laughs) And let me tell you, it was after that rollout. It was wild. Um, (laughs) but, uh, but yes, we, we, I absolutely, for me, especially with my brain, I absolutely have to have an agenda because I will forget. Um, and then it's also in the shared drive so they can add things to it if they need to as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and I even had students coming up to me and they're like, Oh, Miss Harlich, I, I added this to the agenda or you might, might think you might consider adding this. Cause I've seen somebody accidentally mess this part up or whatever the case may be. So making sure that it's collaborative is a good thing as well. And that even adds to the team building part that you were talking about. Everybody has a voice yeah. when you have a running agenda like that and keeping it open, everybody gets a voice. Yes. Yes, yes. absolutely. Well, I hope that you took away some really, really great ideas about team building today. Um, but we do have a wonderful interview planned with Tracy. So before we dive into asking her those super tough questions, um, we want you to tell us a little bit more about yourself, your educational experience, your family. Who is Tracy? Oh boy, here we go. (laughs) Um, Well, I will start with my family because I think my family is my pride and joy. Um, My husband and I have been married for 32 years and I was married at a very, very young age. And um, it's a huge accomplishment. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We actually started our first three and a half years of marriage living in Australia. I know Cody Plake was asking me, why haven't you shared that yet? Okay, well, there you go. That's a, just a big part of who I am, so um, I think that's important to know. But um, after moving back to the United States, we started our family, and I have three sons who are my pride and joy. I love them dearly, and it's so fun now that they're adults to, to watch them interact together, and they're so much fun to be around. But my oldest, Tyler, is a percussion director at McKinney High School, and my middle son, Cody, he is still going to school, Arizona State and uh, thankfully on Starbucks dime. So he works for Starbucks. Nice. And then my youngest, Jared, uh, graduated from Oklahoma State, and he is working as a software engineer. 
And I will accredit Candace Lawrence to a lot of that because she taught him engineering for three years. Oh, that's awesome. So those are my three sons, and two of them are married. Tyler is married to Lauren, and they met when they were four years old, which is a sweet story. And then Cody is married to Kenzie. She's a vet tech in McKinney. So those are my kids. I also have my dog, Bailey. The dog is 15 years old. And she whines. (laughs) She whines a lot for her snacks. Um, Yeah. And then my husband. I do too. (laughs) (laughs) So it's okay. We all like our snacks, don't we? (laughs) She actually got kicked out of the house last night because my husband was so frustrated with the whining. (laughs) Um, But Jim and I, we have just a lot of fun together. We have lots of hobbies. We've Throughout our marriage, if anybody wants the key to marriage, ours has been doing things together. Whether it was cooking meals for band chaperones or working out together, um, our newest thing is camping. So we love to go camping. We just got a new camper. I can't wait to take it out next weekend. Yay. I still haven't seen pictures. I need to see oh, pictures. I need to show you because yeah. it's so exciting. <laughs> this one's bigger than the last one, so our family can join us. So that's what we're excited oh, about. So that's fun. what I'm most excited about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Bailey the dog likes to go camping as well. So, <laughs> well of um, course, there's probably more snacks when she's camping. <laughs> oh, yes, our friends are really bad at this one. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I think that's why she's whining so much now. <laughs> the dogs. That's okay. so fun. So that's that. Um, really educational experience. I graduated from Stephen F. Austin with a degree in finance. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> there you go. Axe and Jacks yes. to all my friends. Um, but eventually got around to education. It's actually when we moved back from Australia. Um my husband and I started working with a youth group, and that's where I just really got a heart for youth. I'll get emotional again. Um, never dreamed I'd be a teacher. That was never a thought of mine. I was quiet in high school, and I couldn't imagine standing in front of people and talking. That was not in my wheelhouse at all. Um, but uh, after working with the youth for a while, I had some parents call me and ask to meet with me, and I thought, oh, great. <laughs> What have your kids done that I didn't know about? And it really wasn't that. They asked me if I would teach their kids a homeschool class for Algebra 1. I was like, oh, well, that would be fun. I'd love to do that, just to hang with the kids more and um, taught them Algebra 1, then taught them geometry, and then they went off to private school that had just opened, and I had this big, huge hole in my heart. Even though I was still working with youth, we were still youth pastors, I just didn't... um, didn't quite feel fulfilled and as it worked out one of the teachers wasn't working out at that campus and they called me for an interview and what was funny is I went in for the interview but I actually was interviewing them because I didn't know if I really wanted to do it I "I don't know if I want to take that big of a step but um, I actually did take that step and loved it and then after seven years teaching there I decided it was time to get certified so I was all certified um, through region 10 and Started off in public education in Wiley. So that's amazing. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a neat story. It's fun. It's, it's not, I didn't get started because I mean, I'm, I had this math. I was always strong in math, but I never dreamed that yeah. I would be teaching math, but it was all about the kids. Yeah. I loved being with the kids. So. Yeah. It's definitely all about the kids. And how did you, how long, um, well, before you came here to coach, mm-hmm. you were in Wiley, but you were, you didn't come straight from the classroom to coaching. So what did you no. do? I actually taught between? at Wiley East um, way back when we first opened Wiley East with Cody Plake was part of the team there. So I got to know him then. And I taught there for five years and then I moved into curriculum. Um, and I was a math specialist for 10 years before coming here. Wow. 
Well, we're glad to have all your experience. Um, my children are math people. Their mother is not. <laughs> so that you're, will definitely be the yin to my yang in that area. Yes. Well, there's our strengths and weaknesses. Yes. Yes. There we go. Work well. <laughs> and I think it's funny as you were saying that, like, okay, so Angela has three daughters and then you have three sons and then I have one, one of, of each. each. <laughs> um, and, then, and then my bonus daughter, of course, can't leave her out. But, you know, yes. we're just kind of like a mix uh, that way. A so, good mix. Yeah, yes. for sure. Yes. Um, and then different stories about being a, a girl mom and a boy yeah. mom. It's funny. <laughs> when we all start to sit down and share those stories. <laughs> yes. Um, so one of the things we started last year was uh, in the, the middle as we were, you know, learning all about the podcasting was adding the question of the month. And with it being starting back to school for a lot of people, we thought a good question of the month would be to ask, what's one of your best memories from being in school tracing? So we were talking about, you know, how I got into education. And I think back to school and I've had some great experiences but really the one that was the most impactful was in college and it really had to do with a professor um, it was my freshman year and my economics professor I really enjoyed economics I know that might seem odd to some people but I thought it was a really <laughs> interesting class and the first exam I disagreed with an answer on the test and I I'm one of those people, y'all will know, y'all already know, but everybody else will, that gets to know me will know I do not have a good poker face. <laughs> and the professor stopped and said, well, Miss Cox, you seem to not agree with me. <laughs> I was like, no, sir. And I was very quiet and timid, and timid, and I didn't want to create any conflict. And he said, well, tell me what you think. And so I went in to describe what I thought, and I thought I had the right answer and really believed it. And he said, well, I would like to see you after class. Then I'm thinking, oh, I'm you're in trouble. trouble. <laughs> yes. And I'm not the person that got called to the office after in school at all. So that was like a shocking moment. But um, when I went to go talk to Dr. Hunter, he said, I'm going to give you credit from that problem. I was like, really? He said, yes, you justified the answer you had. And it made me understand that you knew what you were talking about. So from that point on, it kind of just developed this interesting relationship with the professor when he would ask my opinion and I would boldly share my opinion. I had confidence in what I, in what I was saying and thinking. And I think that changed who I was. That mm -hmm. one class changed who I was. And I took every class Dr. Hunter offered, even some very strange classes. <laughs> <laughs> like I know all about skeet shooting now because of the <laughs> class I took, which is weird. Um, but I think it just changed who, I, it changed who I was and it made me more confident in yeah. who I was and what I believed in being able to speak out. And that was my best memory. And I think that's a great, you know, we talk a lot about soft skills that kids need and how, what we're educating kids for now is going, you know, we don't, we have no way to predict what the future right. is going to be and what they need, but soft skills, the confidence to stand up for themselves, the confidence to justify an answer. Yes. That's a, a, something that, you know, maybe that teacher didn't realize they were doing intentionally, but it's definitely something teachers out there can, you know, do to help kids develop that confidence. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's great. So um, just, you know, hearing all of the wonderful things that you have done in education, and we've already know that math is your strong suit, but we want to celebrate you today and we want to find out what, it, what is your superpower? Like, what is your, what do you think that you do probably the best out of everything in education? That's such a hard question to answer. I know. We don't like, we don't like to brag on ourselves, <laughs> but tell us, come on. I think one of the things... I actually love to do 
and I feel like I'm pretty good at is lesson design. I love being able to take something from the beginning to the end and starting with the end. So I know where I want the students to go and then bringing it back. Um, I love incorporating, whether it's manipulatives or technology, it's okay, or whatever it may be, um, just to make it so that it's engaging for the students and at the same time meaningful for the students. One of my favorite lessons I go back to often and just it was very um, impactful to me but also to the students is I grew up around NASA and astronauts kids and that whole life was oh I didn't know that you didn't know that (laughs) um that and that's one of the reasons like I love physics because of that because I had the greatest physics classes ever um but just going back to a lesson I did it was on scatter plots and I don't need to go into details but it had to do with the Challenger the space shuttle that exploded and I shared a video with students which Um, just several videos really and just the whole impact of decision making prior to the launch and the effects of that and I had a student who I looked over and she had tears rolling down her eyes like oh Tracine you have so messed up (laughs) but she was so impacted by it it wasn't a bad thing it was a positive thing and she was um, probably one of my lower performing students she wasn't really strong in math and that moment captured her heart and it was about being able to connect who I was with her and with the other students giving them something that they could actually see how important the math was behind something like the challenger um I hope this is making sense to you guys. Yes. But it was really cool to see all that. Well, it happened to be that um one of the astronauts was coming to do a a talk in Wiley and I asked him if he would stop by my class or if I could say hi and I went to shake he came by and I went to shake his hand and he hugs me and my kids were in there and they were whoa this is real so the stuff I'm not I'm sharing with you about math and how it applies in the real world is real and um, that that man actually did a leadership talk and he was we were all able to nominate a student and so I nominated oh, that student awesome. to that program so that she would be able to listen to him and engage in leading and learning from that aspect. But the whole thing boils down to how can I make a lesson engaging for my students and meaningful for them? And the technology part of it is huge these days, more so than I think it um, was when we were in school. Mm-hmm. We didn't have mm-hmm. much more than a calculator yeah. back then. No, right. I mean, you know, we, no, we had more. Never mind. Use that. You know, I'm telling my age now. Yeah. <laughs> Angela had more. We've talked yes. about that before. Actually, I really didn't have a whole lot because, but, like, we didn't like the cell phones and stuff didn't really come out until I get. I think. But like, you learned like graphics, some graphic design and things like that. We yeah. talked about that last season. Yeah. In classes that. That y'all didn't, okay. We were okay. DOS yeah. that I don't even remember now. <laughs> and I learned, typewriter days, yeah, maybe. I learned to type in a typewriter okay. class. Okay, so. okay, okay. So did I. There you go. Whoops, they were telling all yeah. now. Was no. that my it's very fun, good? It's fun to be able to, like, to because that's how students learn now, Yeah, is they engage in a different way than we engage. And one of the jobs or roles, I guess, I had um, when I was at Wiley East was a campus technology coach. And I would try new things and learn about new things. And I had gone to a training and I picked up my oldest son from school. And I was just super excited to tell him all the things I learned about these technology items that, you know, we could engage mm-hmm. in with students. And, and he said to me, this is such a profound statement, but he said to me, Mom, 
I'm so glad there are people willing to learn to teach the way we learn instead of teach the way they learned. And I was like, that's so that's profound. profound. Yeah. And it's so true. Like we were all in rows and we used paper and pencil on everything. And we were, if we were lucky, we got a calculator, you know, it was just, it was very different those days. Okay, so now that we had to have a dance break, um, because for those of you, I don't know if you do this at your school, but our one-minute warning bell for our kids to mosey on to class, get there quickly, is music. And so we are in a school, and we are recording, and we had to take a break. So we're back now, um, and I really just love the idea that you um, are able to make math meaningful for kids, because I think that is probably one of the things they're like, why do I need to know this? And I think what you were saying about lessons and design really adds to that. So um, you obviously are passionate about what you do. Um, we can sense that. And um, you commented earlier that, you know, educators are so busy. So what are some challenges that you think educators are facing right now? Like which one do you think is the most, you know, resonates the most with you? Um, would you what would you like to share with the general public or other teachers about that? I think probably the biggest challenge is being faced with so many different aspects of the job. So, so many things come at you in different ways. It could be paperwork you need to complete or the schedule you need to adhere to or, you know, whatever. There's things coming from all different sides. And I think that probably it's just about being overwhelmed that resonates with me the most. Like I remember every year in the classroom and it was usually October, late October, I was like, I don't think I'm doing the right job. And I'd run across the <laughs> hall to my department head. I don't think I should be teaching anymore. And it was like every year he goes, do you, Tracy, do you realize you do this every year? No, I didn't. Cause I would be so overwhelmed with everything that was required of me that I didn't realize what was going on. Um, and I know the beginning of the year is super exciting. I love the new things. I love the new pens, the new whatever it is. It's, and just meeting all your students is super fun and exciting, but also with that comes a lot of stress. And so I think um, even as I'm talking with teachers or if, if there's anything I could do for teachers to help remove some of that stress, that's the thing I, I really want to do is to remember what it's like to be a teacher. Like... Um, I had some great advice my first year as a specialist, and this, the assistant superintendent actually said, don't forget your teacher hat. And I, I always think of that when I'm in a classroom, when I'm talking with a teacher, is don't forget that hat. So how can I help them with all those things that are directed at them? So I just, that really resonates with me. I don't want teachers to think in October that you shouldn't be doing that. No, I think you're supposed to be doing that. It's just a little tough right now. Yeah. And, and a lot of all jobs have that. And all of our roles in life have that. Just remember that it's this one point in time. We will get through it. And you have people beside you to help and support and guide you. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Um, that's one of the things I like about what we get to do mm -hmm. is being able to support and nurture that next generation of teachers. Yes. Yeah. So I think um, that's one of the things that makes me happy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I love that you like that too. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tracy, you have a lot of really great ideas and it sounds like you have um, a great network, like of just people that you know and that you can reach out to, but where do you go to find new ideas for whether it be for in the classroom or coaching because it's ever changing? I think, um, I couldn't even tell you when I started on Twitter. It was probably about, 
probably about 13, 14 years ago, but that is my professional learning network. And I don't really use it for personal reasons. I only, every once in a while maybe, but something about personal life or whatever, but it's all about what I can learn. You know, some people will go through and scroll on their downtime on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. That's one of my go-to places is I, there are people I've connected with from all different countries and different aspects of life and different age groups, but there are so many great ideas out there that I can't wait to share with teachers. Like I are like, Oh, I'll send, send an email to myself about this one or, or um, just retweet so that I'll know to go back and look at things. But there's so many great ideas out there Mm -hmm. and to be able to learn from people anytime I want to. So I could go in if I'm wide awake at five in the morning, I can go on Twitter and learn something or just see what everybody else is up to. And I, that's why I really push Twitter for teachers because there's just so much out there and hopefully we'll get out some um, information of who to follow. We've talked about sharing some ideas of who different people we follow um, just to get those out to teachers so that they can start digging around and mm-hmm. seeing what's out there. Because there's we steal from t- other teachers all the time. So, what's one tip that you would give a teacher just starting out to learning on Twitter? I know that was not one of the questions, but I feel like that you could answer it. <laughs> just and really just finding out who to follow is probably one of the biggest things, and what hashtags to follow, because there are like specific ones for math, and there, some don't even make sense. Like MTBOS is a math one. I forgot what it even stands for, but all the great ideas on math, I know to find there. Or So it was really just finding one or two people to follow mm-hmm. and a few hashtags will get you started. Yeah. And you'll start to see just from following one person, oh, I like this idea. They retweeted from this person. I'm going to follow that one now. And I just, just to try it. And if you ever just, if you just want to get started and you haven't started Twitter, come see us. We'll be happy to help you get started. Well, and I think too, the artificial intelligence has gotten pretty, pretty good too. So like the more you click on a certain content area, the more it gives you. More suggestions. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. That's great. So, um, we've added a new thing that we want to talk about that we think is super important and that's building relationships, which we did talk about a little bit at the beginning, um, when we talked about building the team and I know some of the things that you've already done to build relationships with your teachers that you're going to be working with here. Um, and so I can imagine like coming into the high school and knowing that I had coached some of these people and they had a relationship with me, but what are some conscientious ways that you, things that you decided to do to build relationships with them? I think, well, and I'm going to go back to what we said earlier is just about being present. So when people are talking to put down my phone, to not type on a computer, but to just listen, um, is, is really important because we, we all want to be heard. And so that, I think that's super important. I also think it's important to get to know some things about other people. So, um, initially sent out a Google slide and asked everybody to take one of the slides, um, all the teachers to take a slide so that they, I could learn who they are. And that includes a picture because I am horrible with names. (laughs) I have to see the face and the name together several times. And that is one way that helps me out. And it was fun. It was just like to get and some of the pictures I got are hilarious. The dogs and the, um, um, I don't know. There's just some funny pictures that people put on there. So you get to know a little bit about people's personalities that way. And I also think it's important. Obviously their likes, like what do they like to drink and what's their favorite snack, those things, but just listening for, um, 
some specific things like I know who has a new baby now because that's super that's a big part of their lives and to acknowledge that when they come to school how's the baby doing Mm -hmm. and not not just how mama's doing or daddy's doing but how's how's you how's your baby doing too um people like to to share about their family so I think that's important um and really just taking the time to watch them in action this has been really fun this week. We've had time to spend in classrooms and watching them teach. And y'all, we have some amazing teachers here mm-hmm. <laughs> and some amazing students. Like I'm so super impressed with them, but getting yeah. to know their styles, whether it's someone, um, I was in a classroom and I saw a teacher sharing some food with a student because I think they were, they needed some fruit at that moment. I was okay, that's awesome. I know that the teacher likes to bring their lunch and I know what fruit they like now. <laughs> so <laughs> just the little yeah, specific things observant. that we can make note of. And, you know, I know yeah. there was a teacher that misplaced a pen and just to know, I now know what pen that teacher likes. So <laughs> guess what I have? <laughs> I love that. Just the little things. Yeah. So, and yeah. I think Tracine might like, pins more than me <laughs> and I wasn't sure that was possible <laughs> I got every kind and every color I swear. Oh, that is awesome so that's another thing that we have in common but I was like oh my gosh somebody else is a school supply nerd <laughs> isn't it fun to get all the new things like new notebooks oh yes <laughs> oh it. yes Oh, yes. yes. And another thing that you've you've mentioned before that I really like and that's left an impact on me is just making sure that you celebrate their wins. Like when you go into their classroom and stuff, like you're looking for the good things and, and celebrating them because that parent that does have that new baby might not have gotten any sleep the night before or, you know, and and it kind of helps to to know a little bit more about what's happening in their classroom too. Yes, absolutely. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And to keep that ta- teacher hat on because yeah. there were times when life was rough at home and I didn't get enough sleep or those things, or I had a headache or whatever. Mm-hmm. And just remembering what that's like yeah. is super important. I think keeping that teacher hat on is excellent advice yeah. for people that are in our positions. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I was a teacher for a long time, so I wore that hat for a long time mm-hmm. in a lot of different places. So um, I think it's super important. That yeah. was great advice. Yeah. Well, I have really enjoyed just sitting down and chatting with you more, and we are thankful that you have joined our team. Um, but before we leave, you have the last word. So we just want to give you the last word. And if there's anything that you want to say before we end, what would you like to say? Just that I hope Everyone knows I'm here to support the teachers. So if there are things that I can do to help and make their life a little easier, a little better, so that they can enjoy their job, um, that I want to do that. I want to be here for, for people. So even if it's just an ear to listen or a hug or whatever, I'm here. Or a pen. Yeah, <laughs> or a pen. Yeah. I got the pen. <laughs> uh, and since you, we talked about your Twitter, um, and that, so can you... Spell out for us uh, your Twitter so people can follow you. Sure. I would love that. It's at Neshamkin. So it's at N-E-C-H-A-M-K-I-N. And I hope you all follow me. Love to hear your great ideas too. So, Angela, where can our guests find you in the Chrome Squad on social media? You can find us on Twitter at Chrome underscore squad. And also at our website, www.connectedforlearning.org. And where can our listeners find you, Lisa? 
Well, I post out on Twitter, everything school related, at RCHS underscore Pogue, P-O-G-U-E. And we are also have a hashtag this year for our teachers. So it's hashtag Team RCHS. You can use that and hopefully find some neat things that are going on here at Roy City High School. Thanks for tuning in to RC Teacher Talk, a podcast for and about real teachers in the trenches, hosted by Angela and Lisa, the Learning Technologies team at Roy City High School. If you're enjoying this podcast, subscribe, rate, and review us. Make sure to say nice things. Go Bulldogs!